Hello, Hello, Club Culture family. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you're on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in and make sure you leave us a rating. This is a special episode. We finally got a guest back with us. Welcome Ashley Banks <laughs> on hey. the couch with us. It has been a minute since yeah, we had a guest. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Hey, hey. Doing a whole lot of gang shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. All the guys. But we got shit. we got a special guest. We got the great rapper, Chicago legend. You feel oh, me? Man. Mike Spitter. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Ashley Banks. Would yes, you yes. would you would you consider yourself a rapper? No. Okay. Um, but you know what? I'm not mad at the word rapper because in this day and age, a lot of people can't rap. Okay. So at this moment, I appreciate it, but I do more than rap. I rap, sing, produce. Mm-hmm. So I'm an all-around artist, but mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Okay. She said, you niggas can't rap. <laughs> yeah. They can't. <laughs> With so that you being just said, said. Go ahead, Jonesy, because I got something to get off real quick. Go ahead. Oh, go okay. Ahead. You just said you just started recently <laughs> having your phone on mute. Isn't it a yeah. good feeling? It's a great feeling. Great feeling. Great. No one can call you. <laughs> Only the important people that matter can call you. Yeah. It's great. They on mute too, though. <laughs> well, y'all not in my phone. We going to start it off. What's with up, some dude? hot shit, because she just said a lot of people can't <laughs> you rap. You niggas can't rap. Uh-huh. Y'all started early. You niggas can't rap. Now, you said you can rap, you can sing, and you can produce. Uh-huh. Well, let me not say sing. I feel like I could hold a note. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. They sing, that's fine. sing. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Like, yeah. Now, I, we can get to that, too, because that's a whole other conversation. But okay. it's a lot of people in today's era of specifically black music uh-huh. that can sing and rap. Right, yeah. and so I wanted to do a top three. <laughs> Your top three duo acts of all time, which is someone that can sing and rap. Okay, top three, Drake. Okay, Drake. Um, Missy Elliott. Okay, I did not think of Missy <laughs> Elliott. I should have. That's crazy. <laughs> Who you think should of? Huh? Who you think of? No, like, like when I was thinking of my are top three. Are these the artists you put in the notes? Because I'm, I'm <laughs> no, questioning no. one of these. Do, do your own top <laughs> okay. three. We listened to Ashley's. You said my Drake, Missy Elliott, and your last one. Um, I feel like who else really rapping and sing? I would have to say off the top, Tory Lanez is on my mind. But okay. I feel like I'm missing somebody else that rap and sing. But okay. I'm going to say Tory because that's all I can think of right now. All right, cool. You know, Tory, like her best friend. <laughs> For real? Mm-hmm. I think Tory is super dope musically. Okay. All that extra stuff, I don't know about it, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music he cold. For sure. The okay, music he cold, cool. personal. I want them. My name Ben and I ain't in it. Yeah. I respect it. That's a solid yeah. list. That's a solid list. I ain't got no complaints about that list. You got your <laughs> list? Which I mean, do they have to rap and sing? That, that's literally the top three question. <laughs> they can't rap and produce or no, like rap and play instruments? No, they got to be able to rap and sing. I uh Pimpsey. Pimpsey's Dr- Yes, he does. What? Pimpsey's no. Yeah, he's he's a classically trained musician. I could agree with that. But sing? Yeah, he's singing on some of them songs on Underground Kings. <laughs> okay. That 2007 laughing. album. You can't okay. take Jonesy too serious. Yes, you can. He's always satire with this. No, thing. it's okay. not. Pimpsey, Pimpsey. Uh, Pimpsey shocked me a little bit. That's all. <laughs> gotta go with Drake too. Drake. Right? And uh now, it ain't too many people that can... Are we doing sing, singing, or can hold a tune? Do whatever your top three is for niggas that can sing and rap. All right, Lil Dirt. All right, bet. He feel like Dirt can sing. He can hold a tune. You ain't heard when I shoot. No, Dirt can for sure. With I the think tune. that's that song. 
It's crazy. You can sit him a singer though. Shoes. <laughs> That's Nippy Dirt Bedrock. He is Dirt Bedrock. Shout out to Dirt. Beyonce. <laughs> Stevie Wonder could never. I can see a bunch oh. of people wanting to be cute and say Lil Dirk in their top three. Lil Dirk up there. If you say Lil Dirk, then I got to say Fetty Wap. That's fine. Mm. I, Wap, I, I, I respect it. Fetty Wap, Trap Queen, biggest hit out of all Dirk singy ass songs. That's fine. Trap so Queen. I feel like if y'all break it down and you say like rap and sing, that mean they could do a rap album. And a singing album, yeah. yeah, I would still put them in a like what? a full fledged like singing. Album. Lil Dirt can make confessions. What? <laughs> yes. What? Lil Dirt can make confessions. Dirk Raymond can make confessions. <laughs> now listen, Dirk hard. I ain't gonna lie to you. Dirk is hard. But mm-hmm. if Dirk get on the track and he starts singing, let it burn. Kill it. Platinum. <laughs> I I could agree with that. Platinum, <laughs> Platinum for sure. My top three. I gotta put number one, Lauren Hill. Okay. Because she can really, really sing. You feel me? All the people y'all saying, they can sound good. Ooh. (laughs) But can they sing and rap as the same level? I don't know. We ain't really heard Drake. I would say Missy and Lauryn Hill. Okay. I'm good with Missy. Missy, one of my favorite artists of all time. But when you say Drake, I'm like, can he really sing, sing, or can he hold a note well? I feel like he could sing for how Drake can sing. Okay. He good at what he do. <laughs> but if it came down to like singer singers and you were on stage with yeah. just a mic and you singing. And you did both singing and rapping. Yeah, a few people fucked up. So I'm going to have Lauren Hill. Huh? Can we cuss on you? You can do your okay, thing. Okay. Do whatever you want. <laughs> just know that you, you got to protect yourself. yourself. In <laughs> <laughs> huh? You ain't going to put yourself in no, your I'm top not. three? No, I'm not. That's Lauren crazy. Hill. I ain't one of them artists that could sit about myself and everything just because I was. Nah, I'm good. Lauren I'm Hill going to beat my ass. I'm my top three favorite rappers. Huh? I'm my top three favorite rappers. That's cool. That's good. That's cool. Now, number two, I'm going to put Dochi and Doja Cat. Because you know both of them. crazy. I forgot about Doja Cat. She's so hard. Yeah. That's a good one. I would say that they all come down a string line with Missy Elliott. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, Dochi and Doja Cat, they, they impress the fuck out of me. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have really like. Too many of those stars like Victoria Monet, Doja Cat that can do everything and put yeah. on a fucking show. Mm-hmm. So I always want to uplift them niggas. And then my third is a sleeper one. I'm going to say Trey Songs. What? I I think Trey Songs. <laughs> <laughs> I think Trey Songs birthed a lot of these singy rap niggas. Because he was a rapper before he was. A, he didn't want to be a singer. He wanted to rap. Okay. But... This dude, Troy T something. He's Troy uh, Taylor. No, uh, it's last name Troy. I don't know if it's Taylor, but okay. Troy something. I'm a. I gotta research that song. Fuck up his name because he's great. Mm-hmm. He basically helped build Trey to be what Trey Songs is as far as singing in his catalog. He's written a lot. Okay, yeah. Cool. Shout out Troy Taylor. <laughs> Trey, you songs. can say Trey Songs, but I can't say Pimp C. I don't yeah, know y'all, too. Y'all I, ain't, I, ain't go, I ain't go. I ain't go too crazy on Pimp C because I don't really know too much. So I will let you insane. rock. But you know when this get clipped up and they go off, you <laughs> you said Pimp C. That's all you. But yeah, I said Trey Songz. Chop that cane. Trey Songz. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Songz walks so party next door. Tory Lanez, Bryson Tiller, don't all them niggas can walk. Don't disrespect Trey Songz like that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't disrespect Trey Songz like you that. that. Those ain't good spine offs. Oh, really? Because when you throw in Doja Cat in there, and then you throw in Drake, Tory, like musically, they can slide on any genre. Yeah. Even Missy. So I feel like. But can they sing? 
I feel like, yeah. Doja can sing. Yeah, Doja can sing. Tori, he better than Drake as far as singing vocally, but I ain't, I ain't coming to Tori Lane's <laughs> concert to hear him sing for real. I would go see him sing. I bet. All right, that's our top threes. <laughs> Let us know y'all top threes if y'all uh, got a top three you want to consider that wasn't said. Now, we got a game that we play on the podcast, mm-hmm. and because we ain't had a guest, it feel like we ain't played this Bro, in we ever. ain't played this in a minute, bro. I but, was going to search for some. I'm like, damn, this feel weird. Yeah, but the game is weird and all. We're going to give you a headline, and you let us know if you think it's weird or not, and you give one sentence, one sentence only, to explain why. Okay. All right, Jones, you take it off. Oh, I'm excited. So do I say weird or no? You say weird or no. Okay. So you choose which one, and do you get a sentence to explain why? Okay. An 85-year-old man from Washington, D.C. was charged with stabbing his 81-year-old wife to death because he did not want to eat the pancakes she made. Is that weird or nah? No, because this world is crazy right now. Okay. I feel like stuff like this happens every day. A 10-year-old Mississippi boy who was arrested for public urination after he stepped behind his mom's car to urinate has received three months of probation and is required to write a two-page paper on Kobe Bryant. Is that weird or nah? No. Why? Because he had to uh, use the bathroom, and he obviously had to go before his mama beat his ass. So he had to do what he had to do. (laughs) High school basketball player and his older brother beat up coach for getting benched. Is that weird or nah? Uh, (laughs) I would say... No, okay, because it's like again, it's so much going on in the world <laughs> that's already weird. They got down on his ass. Yeah, you've been seeing the videos of the, of the refs getting beat up now. Yeah, <laughs> a ref got beat up because you used to hoop, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember an AAU tournament. Uh, it was like the last, it was the finals of that tournament, and mm-hmm. the team lost, and they feel like they was getting cheated by the refs, like it was black girls. They feel mm-hmm. like they was getting cheated by, by the refs on some <laughs> racism shit. Mm-hmm. The trophy came out, they cracked the man in the head with the trophy. He was gushing <laughs> blood. It was going crazy in the gym. That was the wildest shit I ever seen happen in a basketball yeah. game. That's wild. That was great. You said that's great. Great. (laughs) It was in Maryville. I love it. It was in Maryville. That that ghetto ghetto ass city. That's why I'm glad I live in Gary, bro. It's the suburbs. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happened out there. I love it. Oh, my Uh, God. Atlanta Councilman proposes ban on wearing ski masks in public. Is that weird at all? No. Why? Uh. (laughs) They they cooked me for this on Twitter. Okay. Why they cook you? I don't know. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I get it. Yeah, I, that's my sentence. I get it. <laughs> oh, you, you, you playing it safe. Yeah, yeah. You helped her out. <laughs> I mean, you know. Because I feel like it's not weird because mm-hmm. it's like, shit, I don't want you to look like you finna rob me. Have you ever seen like six of them niggas at the gas station at one time, bro? Yeah, you be like, the fuck? Fuck that. <laughs> Look at y'all stereotyping. I don't give a yes. Profiling people. Let me stop because I got little cousins that be wearing ski masks. But I do know if you pulling up and you see something like that in your head, you're going to be like, the fuck? You ain't thinking like these some kids. I'm not even going. (laughs) I'm driving by. (laughs) I don't need woods today that bad. And don't let it be hot outside, nigga, ski mask on. Yeah, Yeah. now they up to something. Your face musty Mm -hmm. as hell, sweaty as hell. Clammy as hell. Then read the next headline. <laughs> Four men charged over theft of six dollars. 
Oh, over a theft of six million gold. Damn it. Let me let me let me get that back. You know you're a little dyslexic. Let me get it. Yeah, bro. Four <laughs> men <laughs> were charged <laughs> over theft of a six million dollar gold toilet from the English Palace. Is that weird or dog? No, they what? shouldn't have got caught though. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Okay, Pennsylvania mummy stone man Willie to receive proper burial. 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 It's burial. It's burial. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? You said burial. We're saying the same thing. No, we ain't. This your time now. I'm trying to love you and fuck up on words. It ain't me. Keep going, shorty. You got it. Okay. Pennsylvania mummy stone man willing to receive proper burial (laughs) after 128 years. Is that weird or not? Weird, because leave his ass alone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Going already. Escaped kangaroo captured after punching Canadian officers. Is that weird or not? It's weird, but I'm going to say no because, like I said, this world crazy right now. So. <laughs> it is so easy. All right, get the last one, Josie. <laughs> Jada Pinkin Smith says Oscar slap saved her marriage with Will Smith. She calls her Oscar moment the holy slap because of the positive things that came after. Is that weird or not? Nah? No comment. Ah, uh, no, nah, you got to give us a, a weird or not nah in a sentence. Uh, I'm going to say weird as fuck. <laughs> okay, why? <laughs> Because it's like, if that's what saved the marriage, mm-hmm. that shit ain't saved. <laughs> it's just a good publicity <laughs> stunt. Okay. We we got one more. We do? Yeah. I thought that was, what's yeah Google no. announces that Ice Spice was the second most Google artist of 2023. Is that weird or no? Uh, no. Did she come out this year? Or was it last, last year? year, I think. Or last couple of years. Yeah. I feel like Ice Spice been around for a little minute. Uh, she's yeah, been, uh, she yeah, been so. popping for uh, consistently just a year. I'm going to say no, nah, because she had a good year this year. When was Boys a Liar? I said that I good was enough. That, this year? that was this year, enough. but like her first song was that. I don't know how the songs go. But you know what? I was feeling you? Or you yeah, thought yeah, I was that, feeling yeah, you? Yeah, that stuff that was before. Was. That was a year ago. <laughs> All right, thank you for playing Weird and All with us. Anytime. All right, so we're going to get straight to it, man. Where's the bitches? No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so you, I've met you. No, I didn't meet you. Well, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Long story short, I met your mom, Lyric, mm-hmm. in Atlanta when I went to the Revolt Fest, Revolt okay. World, right? And you were there with her. Mm-hmm. So this is how it all started from us all connecting and having you all come on, be a part of club culture. Come on, on, on the uh, podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So you but met me Devin too? No, she didn't see she, Devin. No, she'll, she'll okay, no. yeah, fuck no. you. But yeah, what do you do? I want to know. Oh, you you ain't hear the story? <laughs> no, who is Devin? De- fuck Devin. <laughs> Damn, Devin, what you do? Devin uh, works for Revolt, and he oh. was like amongst the people that were picking people to come to their podcast pitch competition. And we okay. were picked. He reached out to me to say you were picked. Mm-hmm. I was at work, so I didn't answer the phone call. He left the voicemail. I replied back an hour later, mm-hmm. and he never responded for at least a week of me leading up to going out there just in case I could still pitch. I'm right. still from the go just because you're not responding. Right. So I get there. I'm in front of his face, and he's like, oh, you didn't respond in, in enough time, so I moved on to other people. Oh, so he uh he wanted to yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, mm. yeah so <clears throat> we love people like that yeah no we do especially when yeah. revolt dinner might be over with oh. uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so 
hey, they did just say Diddy lost like Whoa. 16 sponsors. Yeah. Something like that. Something crazy like that. I ain't wish unemployment Whoa. on nobody, but. What they say, my name, Ben in it. I ain't in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> back to you. Mm-hmm. We've actually been Facebook friends for a while, and I did. I, and we've even chit chat about producing beats for me yeah. and looking for producers <laughs> and shit. Uh-huh. And, I, and I never connected. You feel me? When I saw you in person in Atlanta, that you were the person that I already had a connection with in the past. <laughs> it's so, like that sometimes. That yes. always happens to me. Yeah. Yes. Every time I meet somebody in public for the first time, it's like if they make it seem like it's our first time, like interacting at all. No, uh-huh. I'm like, no. But I ain't gonna make it weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. This my first time meeting you. Okay, so even though we've been DMing each other for a month. Officially, this is <laughs> Club Culture's first time meeting Ashley Banks, so we want to get to know you a little bit. Okay. Now we had your OG come on. She gave us her life story. You mm-hmm. were included in that life story. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's your turn. We love to hear all type of sides because everybody can live. A, you know, we can be in the same household. Mm-hmm. have totally different experiences for sure so <laughs> i want to get a little bit of your insight on the experience that you had just growing up in you were born in chicago right i was or born in, in gary indiana i did not know that let's go <laughs> i did not know that okay Some gary niggas in here I, yeah. do you claim gary um <laughs> keep it keep it keep it political I mean, I don't really care, but to be honest, I was born and raised in Gary, but I don't claim Gary because I ain't never lived in Gary a day in my life. Mm. However, though, my father used to do things in Gary and I would be around Mm. and I got love for Gary, but that ain't where I'm from. Where your your people from? My people. The east and west side. My people really from down south and the south side, Mm -hmm. but my grandma stays in the south suburbs, so technically I'm from the south suburbs, but... I was raised on the south side. Okay. I was raised down south mm-hmm. and in the birds. So I'm like the perfect mix of all three. Okay. So yeah. how you end up in Gary? Shit, I don't know. I guess they ain't make it to the board <laughs> before you I was born. I don't know. It, that That's a really good question. Studied how many people yeah. migrate from Chicago to Indiana yeah. to get away from Chicago's Chicago shit. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I really think it was? I think my mama was probably, she was probably in Indiana doing something. I don't mm-hmm. know what she was doing. And I was probably just ready to come out. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was just born out there. Or okay. my grandma had something set up for me to be at a hospital out there, but I don't really know what's in Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just so. have to be born somewhere great. So Yeah, yeah for <laughs> so, sure. For sure. There's a, a lot of grace that came out of Gary, so. If <laughs> for sure. I'm on it. You can pick and choose when you want to <laughs> claim it. I'm, I'm on your side. Look, I don't Sometimes discredit I don't it. Know. I don't, I just ain't never lived there. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. But I'll be out there sometimes, you know. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Honorary member. For sure, honorary you know, member. Yeah, for sure, honorary member. For sure, I get respect in Gary, so that's Big all Gary that matters. Big yeah. Gary shit. Damn, Indiana. Was she included on? I'm Gary's definitely not no Indiana animals. No, 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 she's an Indiana animal. We Indian Gary animals? niggas. She's okay. an Indiana animal. Okay. I, I don't know what I am, but I, I just don't claim nothing because <laughs> I was born in Southside Chicago. <laughs> but my mom instantly moved us to Indiana, so I was okay. I lived in Indiana all my life, but we going back and forth to Chicago every fucking weekend. So That's because you know Indiana like across the street. Exactly, so. but it's you're like, an indie going. I can't claim an in, uh, indie going. <laughs> an indie going. All right, I claim a Chicago, a Chicagoan. Okay, a Chicago, Illinoisian. What I can say is, when I do listen to your music, I hear mm-hmm. a lot of Chicago in your music. You, you got know? the Chicago, like Chicago people, even when they say Chicago, <laughs> they say Chicago. They don't say Chicago. 
Chicago. You feel me? Chicago. You can just yeah. hear. <laughs> you can hear all the black niggas from Chicago. Uh-huh. And I can hear it in your music. So that's why I assumed you probably was born here. And your mom, she I was mean, born I'm in Evanston, I believe. I sure. She, I don't know where she was born. She said she wasn't born in Chicago. But she was born in, I think, Evanston in our episode. And then she okay. moved and pretty much was in Chicago all her life. That's what uh-huh. I can recall from That's probably episode. right. That's probably right. Uh-huh. Cause you know we be in the hospital for like two minutes. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> two and two together. How do we miss that in lyrics episode? What? That she had you and Gary. I, I don't think know. We, she even she, said we that. Yeah, we totally missed that. Yeah, I'm gonna ask too because I don't even know the name of the hospital, but my birth certificate says Gary. <laughs> it definitely it's is only one. one. <laughs> but that's even wild because like you was watching clips before we started shooting mm-hmm. of your mom's episode, and you yeah. was like, "Damn, I didn't even know this." Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. For sure. Surprise. <laughs> and so I really wanted to just hear your perspective on your, just your upbringing and totality. Um, we've we've gotten a little glimpse into like just from your mom's perspective, perspective, the stuff that she said that she know that she couldn't offer or didn't offer when she had you and just a different relationship she probably had with Kamari. Mm-hmm. So I just want to kind of get into that before we get into the music. Okay. How would you describe being raised by lyric um because <laughs> she said y'all grew up together yeah we did so how would you paint that picture what's this like growing up with your parent um in what way so if we had to just use her own words she said if you call her uh parents your parents they are and sometimes I feel like she was more of a friend or a sister instead <laughs> of. <laughs> she, no, I ain't gonna lie. I know you probably hesitant because you probably don't want to break any hurty feelings, you know. But I would say that your mom, I, she seemed very receptive, com- especially comparable to if I was to have a conversation with my OG. It yeah, she can't be, talk to her mom growth, at all. Growth. We're in a space of growth. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know you probably don't want to hinder the growth if you say stuff that. Could hurt some feelings, so I ain't gonna push you. <laughs> I am. Okay, do your Go thing, ahead. Josie. What you want to know? I mean, I don't. I ain't got nothing. No, one thing about it, I'm gonna always be respectful. Yeah. But um, you know, my truth is my truth. Mm-hmm. So me hurting anybody' feelings, like my feelings, have been hurt a lot. So I'm Next. not in a space of number yeah. one tearing nobody down, or like sugarcoating anything either, because my life is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what's the question? <laughs> so like, what was it like coming up with your mom? Yeah, because if, if she had you so young, mm-hmm. when I, she, she said 16, right? Mm, something okay. like that, 16, something like that. 17. Teenager, teenager, uh-huh. right? She had you as a teenager, and she her parents pretty much told you, told her, I'm going to take care of your, we'll take care of you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. We'll take care of Ashley. We still want you to go pursue things that you want to pursue. So she was like doing track. She go to college. We'll mm-hmm. take care of Ashley. That's what she said in her episode. Okay. And so you were technically not, would you say you were raised by your mom or were you not raised by your mom? Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just researched us before you got yeah, culture. <laughs> no, I was also sad. I was for sure raised by my grandparents. Okay. Um, I can't take that from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised by my mama at times, uh, but it's me and my mama have a very interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. But um, 
And yeah. that's what we want to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was 31 when she had me, and I'm the youngest. So I probably okay. got the most traditional, like, yeah. mom-son relationship. So this is the stuff I want to hear about. This is interesting to me. Okay. What's interesting? The whole <laughs> dynamic. Your mom was 17 when she had you. She couldn't even buy beer. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And she even had parents to be like some... We'll take care yeah, of and this then the parents responsibility up, you like, created you so that you can still go fulfill a dream you probably have. A lot of people don't have that, but they, <laughs> we don't also don't think about the kids yeah. and how the kids are affected from people making decisions that actually mm-hmm. dictate that child's future as well. Right. And so I like to always, because a lot of people, they'll be, they'll be like, some, you know, there's no rule book to parenting. Mm-hmm. But we never talk about how there's no rule book to how a child can um, respond to the parenting is always that's your mother, it's your father. They made mistakes. Yeah, I heard mm-hmm. that a lot. I don't a lot. Want none yeah, of that I do shit. too. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do too. I don't want it, none of that. Yeah, and we don't ever just talk about how the child can respond and have feelings towards your decisions that you made in your life that did affect us in a way. Right. So, how what how would you describe the the effects? That you now that you're older, can uh, you sit back and reflect? It was like, this is probably how I am, how I am. Or mm-hmm. have you had that conversation with yourself where you figure out your triggers? You figure out for sure. Okay, I want to yeah. talk about some of the discoveries <laughs> that you've probably had just throughout coming to the age that you're at now, mm-hmm. and also learning about your parents and their upbringing. Like, damn. So if that's how she was, that that probably means that's that's probably how I am or how he was. Mm-hmm. Said that your dad was into sports. So, man, do you think there was Shit, connection? I tell you. you couldn't tell. Same <laughs> as me. My dad, they say right. he was good, but I've never seen him Ain't never <laughs> give seen me a ball. Ain't never seen that man like, a day me? of my life. No, yeah. I was just playing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are some of your discoveries just learning yourself that you can uh, go back to your upper bringing and say that you find similarities or things that connected? Mm, I would say, honestly, like, I had the best of both worlds in terms of learning what it's like to have parents and to not have parents. And I say that because it was times where, like, you know, my daddy, even though I knew my daddy and was around him as a child, I couldn't really say, like, he was a parent in terms of showing up or being there for me. Like, he probably did more mental damage on me than anything. Mm. Um, My mama, we've been through a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of trying stuff. Um, But... I can't say that uh, I would say we've had a very interesting mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I get older, like, I don't fault anything that's happened to me or been done to me because my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And, like, whatever my parents didn't do or whatever love I felt like I didn't get, I for sure got it from them. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, this crazy, y'all. <laughs> this is how we get down on club culture, man. We had these conversations. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Now, I I wanted to uh, talk about the uh, your father a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of the things I hate so much is mm-hmm. when you when you t- listen to my life story, it's always about my mom, my mom, my mom. Right. Because I can't say much about my father. He chose not to be a father. Right. <clears throat> so it kind of I feel guilty a little bit because everything that I say is always my mom attached to it, right. whether it's positive or negative. And we can, you feel me? He could be in the background and not really have any fleck because he didn't have he didn't make the choice to right. open himself up to be uh, judged or critiqued. Mm-hmm. You feel me? 
And so I wanted to talk about your experience. You said that you feel like your father is the one that uh, played uh, more of a pivotal role in your mental and emotional competency. I'm going to say both, both okay. my mom and my daddy. Okay. I don't, neither one of them are like safe from mm. a lot of the stuff that I went through. And I don't get me wrong. Like I love my mama. We have grown, but I went through a lot of shit with my mama that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And um, it might be due to well, I can say, honestly, getting older, like a lot of stuff was due to what she was going through. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to, give grace in certain areas yeah. of just growing and being older but like a lot of shit that was done to me I know I didn't deserve yeah. and I know you know whenever I choose to have kids that they won't endure a lot of the hardships that I had to just because of something that I chose to do yeah um but with my father like eh. <laughs> 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 when I ain't gonna lie I feel about like eh, to yeah. a lot of shit it's like yeah. it is what it is, it is like it is. you know yeah I'll hoop your daddy. <laughs> okay. I don't care. You can't hoop me. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, how, how, much, how long, when did you start playing basketball? Ooh, I want to say I started probably like three, four. Three? My uncle used to, I don't know what he used to do, but I can't even really tell you how I started playing basketball. It might have been because of my uncle, I'm assuming, probably mm-hmm. so. And then I just, she just playing basketball. Uh-huh. So when did you stop playing? Because you do music now. So when did you stop yeah. playing basketball? I stopped with my uncle dad. Ah. Yeah. Man. With my uncle dad, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this no more. Like, okay. my person out here, so I'm cool. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So when was that? Like, when what I was age? in seventh grade. Mm. But I didn't stop until my sophomore year in high school. Oh, okay. But freshman year, I was like... <clears throat> I was still like, eh, I wasn't really in it for real. Mm-hmm. But like sophomore year, I was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm cool. Can I wish I would have stuck to it though. Why Why do you say so? It kept me active. Okay. And it was, I didn't realize how much of a stress reliever it was. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like, now if I'm doing it, it's pure fun. And mm-hmm. I didn't like, as a kid, it was always fun. Yeah. Until it wasn't fun. Yeah. I understand so. that. That's what, that's what everybody say. Yeah. As soon as yeah. politics go into mm-hmm. some shit, adults stop looking at you yeah. as a child. Adults yeah. think that they on the court or yeah. they playing. You be like, yeah. bitch, shut up. You had your time. <laughs> go sit on that bench. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. glad another kid crushed my hoop dreams instead of adults in politics. Uh, it was adults for me. Yeah, adults too. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Slam dunk champion. <laughs> Crush my hoop <laughs> Super early. I'm weak. Like, yeah, I can't do what that nigga do. Yeah, let me go in here and pick up this saxophone. So bro. when you put down the basketball, mm-hmm. did you immediately pick up the pen? So it's crazy because, like, with music, I've always wanted to do it. I just never said anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, since a kid, probably, like, six or seven, I was always intrigued with it. And I would always, like... I can't really remember when the internet came out, but mm-hmm. I used to always have CDs, posters. Like, yeah. I used to think, like, damn, they so cool. Or, like, yeah. they so raw. Or, like, music is an escape. Mm-hmm. So I naturally gravitated towards it, but I never said anything. And I still didn't say anything after my uncle passed. My best friend at the time, before he passed, he uh he discovered that I made music and told everybody. Mm. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that's how I'm here today because he okay. snitched on me. Well, shout out to him. <laughs> for sure, I love him. <laughs> for sure, it's my buddy. How did uh, he snitch on you? Like, yeah. how? What? What? What was that? <sighs> he was just uh, he was so excited because he thought I was like the rawest person in the world, 
And he basically, like, we used to have an iMac. Mm-hmm. And so I was recording on GarageBand. Okay. And I think the first song I recorded was Pop Champagne. And okay. it had, like, all these crazy melodies, and I did it without the beat. Mm-hmm. And his nosy ass went through the computer, and he <laughs> found a session. And then he was like, hey, y'all heard Ashley new song? Ooh. And I'm like, nigga, ain't nobody heard shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know how to do this. And yeah. from there, like, I wouldn't be Ashley Banks without him. So that's cute. That's something I do. <laughs> hey, y'all, come listen to this. Hey, yo, Ashley, cold as hell. She- that's exactly what he used to do, too. It's crazy. That's funny. Now, when, what, if you had to describe the type of rapper that you was when you first started, some niggas was spitty lyrical miracles, and some niggas was on a pop they shit type of rappers already. Young. Yeah. What type of content was you speaking about when you was younger? Shit. Uh, I was like rapping, rapping. Okay. Like, I used to listen to a lot of Eminem, Lil okay. Wayne, so I used to like, I wanted to rap rap. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know rap no other way besides talking about what you're going through okay. or like really writing your bars out. Okay. So, yeah, them shits was weak though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> do you still write your lyrics or do you? No. From the top? From the top, yeah. Okay. The microphone be in front of me and then I'll just go off the top. But I think I might ease back into writing. Okay. Um, but I always, like, say I go in the studio, I record it, mm-hmm. I listen to it, and then I come back and change it. Like, I'll be in the shower and be like, okay, yeah, I need to change that line mm-hmm. or tweet this. So my process is interesting. <laughs> Do you battle rap? Hell no. <laughs> no. Because I was going to say I'll bar you up. Do your shit. <laughs> Don't take this nigga serious. <laughs> bar you up. Shit, I ain't no battle rapper, but shit. Bar you we up. We go track for track for so. All right. All right. <laughs> I like this. I like competitive rap. I remember Come when on. I was in a rap, uh, I was in a duo group. I was a singer and a mm-hmm. friend was a rapper and we was all downstairs with a producer making beats. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm, her name is U- Unique. She from Gary. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, you don't know your people. <laughs> you don't know your people. My bad. <laughs> she, she lived in Atlanta now. I remember okay. she was down there and she was like, kind of had like some type of buzz at the time when we was in like, uh, we were seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's not Dakota unique? Dakota. Dakota unique. Oh, why didn't you say Dakota? Yeah, I know Dakota. I, 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 look, Dakota man, I don't remember. She you made Gary. me remember her name. Mm-hmm. I said Dakota. So, long story short, <laughs> you would think she could rap, like, mm-hmm. cool, got a name going. And we was newcomers. Right. The rapper that was in the group, Nene. She was cold. She could freestyle. She do all her little things. Mm-hmm. She, a dude met, turned the beat on. It was like, then they went first. She did her shit, spit her bars. And mm-hmm. then it was Dakota turn to freestyle. <laughs> she was like, then, you know how, <laughs> how your thug you, you, sound? You, you, yeah. you just got to hear her. It's a, it's a certain type of sound. She does a certain thing. Okay. It's like young thug, how they got that little streaky voice. Yeah. <laughs> she was doing some shit like that. Right? So she animated. Right? Yeah, she okay. animated. <laughs> She was she was trying to freestyle. She couldn't get nothing out that made sense. And then she finally said one bar, and it made sense. It rhymed. She's like, oh, ooh, and she stopped. And we was like, wow, okay, you're not good. Damn, I like the coda. No, no, that was the coda. Then I ain't ain't shitting on nobody today if they grown. But at the time, we thought like she was finna come go crazy. Yeah, she was on this TV show that Rick Ross and the Dream had. Okay. And Ooh, they, they, was doing, so. they had a show on MTV or VH1 and they had mm-hmm. up and comer um, rappers or singers on it and they would cancel out people. They had, You had to know how to write your own bars and right. shit. And so 
they had competitions and she was on that competition and people in the city was voting for her and shit. So we thought, you feel me? She probably even finna go crazy on this. Right. No, she did not. So that cracked me up. <laughs> I don't know why I just told that story, but I promise you, it came from something you said, bro. I swear. No, I was gonna say, where are we I ending with God, this? It came from something you. No, ah, I can't remember. So I'm sorry. No, you for that straight. But, yeah. but look, to say you, I swear you, to God, you, freestyling. You gotta is be careful art. when you collab. That's with why people. I said it because yeah. I was talking about yeah. freestyling going bar for bar. That mm-hmm. made me think of that shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta know your strong points. Like if somebody was like right now rap, I'm gonna yeah. be like, yeah, fuck you. about what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, not even about what, but like I'm not a battle rapper, so I know my lane and what I do, and I know like shit, I ain't the coldest freestyler because yeah. I don't practice freestyling. Like I go in the studio and freestyle, but yeah. even then, now don't get me wrong, I'd be in front of the mic and say some shit, but then I'd mm-hmm. be like, nah, take that out or mm-hmm. change it. So yeah. Everybody got their own little niche with the shit. Yeah. Yeah, making music is a process, and every, sure. every, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm going to bar you up on the spot. Cool. Do, do, you, shit. <laughs> do you think that <laughs> when you prepare yourself to come to podcasts, uh-huh. interviews, radio shows, you should prep the people that the people's platforms you're going to go on and, tell, and say to them, hey, if you want me to do some shit, this, I ain't a freestyler, or, or, you know, should you prep them, or should you just go ahead and throw yourself out there? And if that happen, cool, it happen. If it don't, Prepare yourself. I don't know. What What do you think you should do to prepare for things like this if you're a rapper? I say, so like, say Funk Flex. Mm-hmm. You obviously know you're going on Funk Flex, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's prearranged because you know what you're walking into. Yeah. Just be ready. Yeah. So like something like that, then yeah. Okay. Mentally for me, I would have to prepare and like get in my zone to freestyle or do something that you know and even if it's not a freestyle because like a chico i ain't i'm gonna tell it mm-hmm. um rappers always have bars in their heads yes. Bro, all that shit that's is written. not yes yeah yes like it's written like i got shit in my head i could be like oh you want me to do something yes and you ain't never heard it yes. and yeah, i could have just did it last that's night. cool to me you don't yeah. th- do you consider that a freestyle still in a way okay some people but say I that's not really... pure, the purest form of freestyle that ain't a freestyle no because the purest form is like you could say Juice Wear, right? Mm-hmm. He could just flow and keep going. That's freestyling. Yeah. But that's what he do. Yeah. That's what he was known for. So yeah. it's like, if you tell, we could just say Drake. We know Drake is not a freestyler. Can Drake, of course, bar some shit up yeah. and put something together? Hell yeah, same as could I. But if you tell Drake to just freestyle, he going to be like, he, well, I don't know, but he probably be like, Shit, he okay. gonna give you a written. <laughs> yeah, he ain't never heard before. Yeah, yeah. and ain't no wrong with that. Yeah. It's a rapper from Chicago that went on one of them, uh, them, uh, them big freestyle shows. He yeah. rapped his ver- his whole set to us. Yeah, all the way through before he went on and uh, did it. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't got no dog in the fight. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like re- I don't like freestyles in general, but it's cool. Some be hard. I feel like uh, freestyling is like an art of remixing. Mm-hmm. So depending on the setting and what it is and like what it's for, yeah. But me personally, mm. I don't <laughs> care to hear niggas rap over beats that's been used. Yeah, I feel like, like once you used it, I'm I'm cool. So I mean, now in today's times, I don't. But like when Lil Wayne used to go crazy on other people's tracks, I appreciated it and I kind of miss it in this era. Yeah. But then again, if I think about it, like music is so different now that yeah. it's like. Shit, half these beats ain't really hidden for real to mm-hmm. what a point you even want to go read on some. Yeah, yeah. it's like one song per season that gets that, like, Literally. everybody want to freestyle on the treatment, uh-huh. and it's very, very rare. And I know that because I was getting ready to do something, and I was like, Man, these fucking beats, whack as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't want to rap over no fucking loop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I recorded 37 lemon pepper freestyles. 37? 37. Okay. There's, a, there's about an hour's <laughs> worth of raps to that beat alone. I'm like, gee. What's the beat? It's the. Try, 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 try. What song is that? Uh, Drake. Uh, oh, yeah, Drake. That shit got to be annoying, though. Yes. Yeah. That's all I hear, especially just being in Chicago when you are an R&B artist and you mm-hmm. want to um, go record some new shit. They be like, oh, yeah, come on. I'm, I'm tired of recording. All I do is just rap every day, li- yeah. record rapping shit every day. You got to get creative with it. You got to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the art of preparing yourself for interviews and podcasts and whatnot, mm-hmm. how would you... Um, what would be your perspective or take on just the culture of interviewing today? Like, you got artists having their own podcast, having other artists on sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got people like Nicki Minaj, she went on Kaisenat stream recently. Mm-hmm. That's not normal <laughs> or traditional of interviewing. How would you speak on just how unorthodox interviewing is today? You know what? I'm going to actually say I like it because I feel like you get to see the artist be a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, radio interviews, they used to be a thing, but if we peep, like, shit, the radio interviews, everybody was asking the same thing and asking the same Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. So it's, like, with a podcast, like, how we range from any and everything, like, I feel like it's special now. The Mm -hmm. content is more personal, so I like it. Okay. Would you say that um, you couldn't really get to know the artists back then? Like you can now, beyond, For sure. be, beyond their music? For sure, yeah. Okay. But I also feel like that's a blessing and a curse too because some artists you know too much. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. um, like I would have, like right now, what if Beyonce would have did this podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, what you be doing? Well, not bitch, my bad. <laughs> no, nah, like, you could do your thing. What you be doing? <laughs> want Jay-Z to come get me. But <laughs> like, what you be doing to prep for interviews or like just normal questions that people want to know and people want to ask? Yeah. And then like, even doing something like this, like nobody knows that I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah. Like you wouldn't get that unless I was on the internet. Like, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's special. I'm, 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 I mean, your mom kind of gave that up though. Yeah, I'm actually you know shocked. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm she shocked. Did her, she, she did her shit. She opened up. It's something. I'm shocked. I really got to watch that. When you come sit on the couch with us, mm-hmm. people just feel safe. I don't know. I couldn't speak to it. You mm-hmm. feel me? That's just what happens. We're yeah. here to protect you. Yeah. I like it. And yeah. get the good shit. <laughs> no, for sure. We can get it. All right. So, um, Elliot Wilson, he, <laughs> <laughs> he posted a picture of Nicki Minaj um, at Kai, and, and Kai mm-hmm. on his stream. And he his caption was hip-hop journalism. He's been very vocal <laughs> throughout this entire year mm. about hip hop journalism and artists not going to black media to be interviewed or giving. Black, if you're a black artist, why are you going to white media to cover your gifts that you're giving to the world? Why aren't you coming over to black media? And then also now he's this one is speaking on mm. new age journalism and right. you going on a stream on Twitch instead of coming over to Elliot Wilson or Rap Radar to get, have a proper traditional interview. What is your take on um, him, one, using this as an example, Nicki Minaj going on Kai Sinat's stream, mm-hmm. and then two, just his whole point overall of just like black artists going to white media or just going to non-traditional forms of media instead of coming to what is traditional to rap, coming on over to the Flunk Flex, the 
breakfast clubs, mm-hmm. all of that. So I say this. I feel like, one, he shouldn't have used that picture. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, that picture and that comment is like, okay. Yeah. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who's to say that Nicki wasn't going to Funk Flex or going to Rap Radar or doing all of these interviews? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, not trying to be funny, but shit, these damn streaming shits and... What else they doing? Like these podcasts, they damn near bigger than a lot of platforms. So why not actually go where the people are? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like too, the difference between white and black media is white media. I don't want to say more put together, but it's more like business structure. Okay. Where I feel like black media has the potential to do the same thing, but you know, I think I'm learning this too. Like, um, I'm not gonna say. Like, we as black people are all over the place, but sometimes we can do too much. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, we could fuck up our own bag. Mm-hmm. And then if you really think about it, like, musically too, um, if we just put the money aspect in it, like, these pop artists are killing. Yeah. And it's like, granted, yeah, they got a better platform and a better system, but just imagine if we had the same respect in the black community and it starts with, Elliot Wilson not doing that. It starts with you embracing Cassinette and then is that his name? Kai Sanat, but you could Yeah, Kai Sanat. That's a pretty name. Yeah. Um but it starts with embracing black people instead of tearing them down. Yeah. So me personally, I seen it, but I ain't gonna lie, I scroll past this shit because a lot yeah. of this shit be goofy as hell to me. Yeah. So Yeah, and I'm tired of getting suspended <laughs> on Twitter for cursing yeah. these niggas out. So so Nicki Minaj, she did respond. She said, mm-hmm. Elliot, if you spit Jay Z's dick out of your mouth for a second Jesus. you'll be able to be happy for the newcomers isn't that how y'all try to tarnish my image by saying i'm not welcoming new girls in did songs <laughs> with all of them <laughs> i did songs with all of them though why are you not happy for this young black man like kai so that was her response and then he actually came out and he res- uh apologized to kai and his family for using god damn it for using him <laughs> as <nigga>. an example <laughs> because he like his message still stands i'm pretty sure his message still stands, like yeah. He shouldn't have used Kai as, as the example. example. He shouldn't he's have at not all. A journalist, he's a streamer. Yeah, you but dumb old nigga. I will say, Elliot Wilson, he has Rap Radar. I think Rap Radar is a very, very dope podcast, mm-hmm. and I feel like they do get elite and quality artists on there. Yeah. Um, but then again, I will say, like, I can't tell you when the last time I seen a Rap Radar interview that dropped. Whereas yeah. Kai Sanat, shit, I see his ass on my timeline every other day. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, but even, rap radar is only for. I don't mean to cut cut no, you, you off, but they only he only they only pick certain caliber of artists for a certain reason who mm-hmm. come from certain plat platforms. But I'm I like, feel I don't like, even know why he even felt like he's competing with Kai, mm-hmm. which I don't I don't get it either. But maybe Nicki didn't want to do his interview mm-hmm. because I can't see somebody like Nicki Minaj on rap radar, which would actually be super duper dope. It does but make sense. Yeah, I do feel like rap radar they do have a certain caliber of artists where you're not going on rap radar turkey like. You're just not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the same like uh, a pop artist. They're not going to billboard twerking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a time and a place for a lot of stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm, we live in an interesting time. <laughs> we do live in a very interesting time. Yeah. I believe Tyler, the creator, he did a Rap Radar interview. And he was speaking on just the unorthodox shit that people do go on to just yeah. to be interviewed. Like Hot Ones. He used that as an example. And then he recanted and said that wasn't. A good example to use because that is a great style of interviewing. He does get interviews off. That's uh, a chicken wing thing? Chicken mm-hmm. wing okay. show. 
Uh, and so he was like, <laughs> so he say like, <laughs> you gotta crazy. have a chicken wing show to interview right. people for people to want to watch it instead of you just interviewing people. Like people aren't flocking to the interview just because of it being an interview because right. they want to watch these niggas eat hot wings and try to speak after eating hot wings. <laughs> and so, which I, which is kind of crazy too, because it's like I don't know interviewing now. It's like. It's weird. Everybody weird to me. Mm-hmm. Man, and let's I call it what it is. It, These like, rappers are fucking boring, bro. They are. Y'all not yeah. interested. <laughs> don't nobody give a fuck. <laughs> you need to eat chicken wings while you talk because you don't have nothing else nothing to talk yet. about. <laughs> nothing else entertaining to do. So eat some fucking wings that you can't stomach yeah. while talking. Yeah. At least we're going to yeah. be entertained by you making these dumbass yeah. faces because you're not going <laughs> to be saying shit. If you use drink champs as an example, they know if you get some drinks into somebody, they'll uh-huh. open up and they can give us... The shit we want to hear you say. I feel like drink or some dumb is dope, shit. Or they just gonna get drunk and be dumb. What you say? Like Kanye I feel did. like drink champs is dope. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why I feel like it's dope, especially for the black community, because it's like that's like a normal Friday night. Mm-hmm. If you at the crib mm-hmm. and you drinking and you having conversation, that's mm-hmm. what drink champs is. Like yeah. that shit dope. Now I ain't tell you to get on camera and get sloppy drunk. Yeah. Some motherfuckers you can't yeah. hold the alcohol, yeah. but platforms like that where it's genuine conversations and they flow, it's dope yeah. still. I'm gonna give a little pushback mm-hmm. just for commentary's sake. Okay. The only issue I have with Jink Champs is that Nori pushes overconsumption. Okay. Instead of <laughs> <laughs> he getting you blasted drunk in there, mm-hmm. he's trying to get you to drink. And I think if you know that this person is drinking, they is genuinely giving you answers, and now they have to drink because of it. Mm-hmm. Don't keep trying to antagonize them to give them them spicy ones where they have to drink. Cause basically if you don't an- give him an answer, you have to drink. But I feel like this too. We grown as hell. Yeah. That man can't force no damn drink down your throat. You I'm not, I'm not drink saying that. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he forcing him to drink. Yeah. He's setting up his questions to get you to drink. And I should, I feel like he should only do that mm-hmm. if the niggas are not trying to drink yeah. and you want to open them open them up but if you see them flowing with the episode let them let them cool out on your spicy takes and stuff let, yeah. just let it rock don't do too much yeah sometimes it's like he just getting them blasted ass drunk sometimes <laughs> that's cause it's a his be blasted <laughs> man, let's take a shot to that too let's, let's get some shots to that yeah, right yeah, now yeah. take a shot take a shot you know, all, you know it's happy in here take a shot everybody <laughs> like, that's what he be on but that's like somebody drunk ass uncle at the time it is, that's why it I is. think it's funny it is <laughs> okay we gonna move on to now the streaming era okay so Kanye West was supposed to drop his album Vultures this Friday, and it did not make the cut. It did not get dropped. It got dropped on uh, Apple Music, and then it was taken off. Okay. We don't know why. It's just speculations in here, right? Now, did he say that it was going to drop? He Yeah, he said it was okay. dropping. Yeah, he posted graphics and stuff. Because I ain't, ain't paying attention to it. Yeah. I just watched Freddie Gibbs do his thing. Yeah. That was so, it. It was supposed to drop this Friday. It was on Apple Music, and then it was gone, right? And now there's a bunch of videos of Kanye hosting parties to listen and just talk about things about the album. And he's saying, like, y'all not with me, y'all against me. You feel uh-huh. me? He's basically trying to do the thing that a lot of other artists are doing today, which is find ways to have your music consumed and all of the royalties and earnings come back strictly to the artist and not get sent to everybody else before it finally get to the artist, which is just four cents out of a dollar, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, have you ever thought about taking an <laughs> untraditional approach to delivering your music to the public or are you good with the climate 
things are at now with streaming, posted Ooh. to the distributors. You get your checks every quarter, whatever mm-hmm. that check is, is based off four cents of a dollar to whatever. Are you good with that? Or are you kind of at, at the space where you want to try stuff that hasn't been done before to see if you can come and get back the reaps of your benefits? I'm going to say hell no, because why are you making anything off of my art mm-hmm. that you have nothing to do with? And I feel like it's a ripoff that an artist is making four cents off of their song. Mm-hmm. And just because the streaming company distributes it, they get, what, 96 cents? Like, that's crazy as hell. But would I ever, like, do something crazy to prove my point? Depending on what it is, mm-hmm. I can be very, um, what's the word, impulsive? Yeah. If I feel like I'm called to do so. But at this day and age with streaming, it's like, what really can you do except start your own platform or drop it? But it's like, shit, how you going to do that? You going to create a new internet? Like yeah, what you gonna do? You yeah. could hand to hand it, and people yeah. don't. People don't want to. People really don't want to do the unorthodox methods that people used to do to get their music off. And I feel you, but DSPs aren't there for artists. They weren't no. started for artists. They not there to benefit them niggas. But even if digital, you do the, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. It's a digital streaming platform. So yeah. people came up with the idea. Hey, I'm finna take all these people music. I'm gonna put a bag in the owning it, and then y'all can come put it on my platform, and I control the money. Okay. I don't think nothing wrong with that. But this is that's the world though. The mm-hmm. world is like that. that yeah, like, that's it's business. Yeah. Now it sucks because even if even here, like say you wanted to go back to the old days, where you could sell your CD. Yeah. Ain't no damn CD players in the car. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, my my 2020 came came with one. For I bootlegged really? my own CD. Yep. For real. I bootlegged my own CD. Damn. The most, I mean, uh, the Mecca official soundtrack streaming everywhere. Okay, go get that. Okay. Forty nine, go yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my twenty twenty came with a CD player. My O five obviously got a CD player in it. But even outside of where you play the CD, like people huh. just want like a piece of dope something. Mm-hmm. Like you got mm-hmm. a dope CD case thing that people want to hang up in a whatever. Like people are bad at. Mm-hmm. But I feel like too, we in a generation of like, um. I don't want to say minimalism, okay, but to a certain extent, it's definitely minimalism, yeah. and I know that because I'm like that. Like shit, if I ain't gotta have a lot of stuff in my car, I don't mm-hmm. want it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not the same day and age where, like, as a kid, we used to have posters, CDs, or your favorite artists assigned. And like nowadays, the picture is actually worth more than the actual CD. Because anything can happen to a CD, whereas, like, a picture lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And not to say nothing can't happen to a picture, but, you know, if you post it on social media, you can always go back and find it unless yeah. one day we wake up and the internet is no longer. Yeah. But I feel like until um, a lot of the things that are accessible aren't, there is no going back to the old days. Mm. So it's like for the music, you really just got to take what you can get and then mm-hmm. make it work. So shit, we know we ain't really making no money off of streaming. Yeah. You got to make that money somewhere else. Which is why you got all these damn shows every year, especially during tax time. So they- <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, look, book me. G Herbo yeah. Performance <laughs> Showcase, 300 a slot. Come perform here today. Hell no. You dumbass niggas. <laughs> okay, so let's start from the, what, before we get to that. Would you say that, um, you're getting you're if you go the traditional route of putting your music onto these DSPs mm-hmm. and just seeing where that takes you, would you say that that is a setup to be scammed because you do not get back in return? Um, hmm. 
I would say this. I think in certain aspects it's dope because like when you upload your music, and I'm gonna just speak for me personally, like how the hell somebody in Germany has heard my music and yeah. I've never been to Germany. Yeah. Or like somebody in Africa sending me videos of them listening to my song. So it's like I can't really complain about the DSP because it's putting me, well, I feel like if your music dope, it's going to take you where it's going to take you. Mm -hmm. But if I had a physical CD out here, how the hell is that going to get to the other side of the world? So the DSPs are dope, but it is unfortunate. Like, you know, as an artist, they take so much money mm -hmm. and they make so much money that we really not seeing, you know, shit off of our work. But I feel like it's a give and take, but that's just life when you like, just business shit, like tolls. Mm -hmm. Fuck I'm paying for a toll for. I look at it like that. Like some <sighs> stuff you just can't control or complain about. So I don't really dive too deep in it. It's like, yeah, I made four cent. But thank you. Somebody in <laughs> Africa turned to me that, you know, yeah. that's priceless. Yeah, you just okay. got to use them for what you can use them for. It's yeah. a good analytic read, and it's a good way to spread your music. But if you're looking to make money, DSPs ain't the way. Hell okay. no, unless you, you know, you up there, up there, and you streaming like crazy. And you independent? Hell mm -hmm. yeah, bag up. Okay. Well, speaking of scams, <laughs> I want to ask you all, what do you think is your top three all-time hated scams? Mm, living in Illinois. Okay. What you <laughs> Why mean, do you say that? Scams? Chicago to be exact. Like scams we hate? Yeah, scams you dislike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said living in Illinois. For sure. Why? Why you? Why do you say living in Illinois? Cause all this shit, like y'all get text for everything. Literally, here, bro. this shit annoying. Y'all yeah. got a juice tax. <laughs> we got a tax for everything. <laughs> what the it fuck? be to the point where I be, I be at the crib, like the mail will come. I be like, the fuck is you sending me now? Like, yeah. you didn't stop here precisely at the light. Like, <laughs> yes, bitch, <laughs> yes, I stopped. You know, like, yes. but they send you a fee or whatever. Like, Illinois is overrated. If you just okay. to give it all, of, all back to the police. Literally, okay. Because who getting the money? Where the money going? <laughs> And just so they can it, beat up and shoot their civilians. To, to the construction of the roads like they say these tolls supposed to. Hell Nothing no. at all. Police Hell need no. new new guns. Look, Stony Island's still fucked up, but... Okay. Boy! <laughs> no, for real! Boy! Swear to God! Especially uh, by, what's that, 95th? Uh, like, more going north? Yes. Yeah. I mean, south, boy! Um, okay. Yo, fuck your shit up out there. Uh -huh. You got two more? Uh, what's yours? Um... Uh, my top scams that I hate. Mm -hmm. Just give me three because I know you got a bunch. Man, bro, anything that got to do with consuming anything in the club. Okay. <laughs> it's a Bottle scam. Service. Buying bottles, Bottle buying tables. Yeah. The whole, yeah, bro, I don't like it. That I get is it. A crazy mm -hmm. one. And what I do it if the ball was in my court, 100%. Mm -hmm. But you I hate would. it. 100%. If like, I if can charge you. If I, yeah. had a, if I had a club and I can charge you $1,000 to sit at a table I bought from Party City, why wouldn't I? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. that's a sweet deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I don't want to pay for it. I feel you on that. Because I ain't paying for it. <laughs> Hell no. Get somebody else to do it. $300 for a, a $30 bottle of Hennessy? No, bro. Yeah. But would I sell it? 100%. <laughs> Any day of the week. I'm, I'm going to say healthcare. Mm. healthcare. Paying for healthcare uh, is one of the scams I hate the most. Because especially okay. for shit that you have no control over, like, I I have induced asthma. Mm -hmm. I had no control of being born with asthma, right. bro. <laughs> so right. now I got to pay for all these breathing treatments, these tests. And I also am blind as fuck. I got okay. contacts in. <laughs> I was born blind as fuck, bro. Okay. I have terrible vision. And I have to pay 
almost five hundred dollars every year for contacts. I ain't gonna let contacts scale. Yeah, I got contacts in. If I was wearing your hoodie, could you read it where I'm sitting without your contacts? Probably not. Uh, I could because yeah. I can't read none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I could do that and try. But so nah. you can't see either. Yeah, yeah, I can't read none of that shit. So you yeah. be driving and you can't see? No, I, I, he got his oh, glasses. Got glasses. Okay. glasses. <laughs> it's, it's just the glare from the lights. Yeah, I can't. I'm oh, blind as shit. You wild as hell. Well, yeah, I don't no. leave the house past 6 p.m. That's why I wake you up don't? at 3. Hell yeah. I ain't trying to be a danger to y'all. I ain't trying to fuck nobody shit <laughs> up. No, I got stigmatism too, so at hell night yeah. things is more blurry. Y'all all fucked up. I am, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm blind. And, and that means you got to pay more if you have astigmatism. No, and if your prescription ain't the same, the same eye, you got to pay two different boxes. Yeah, instead of one box so oh, I ain't no, gonna like con- contacts and glasses is a scam I know yeah. that cause I wear glasses mm-hmm. with contacts but I'm not like I can see mm-hmm. but then you the get way? LASIK and you got these fucking massive headaches that make you wanna unalive yourself like it's yeah, just yeah chill I, I'ma get LASIK don't, damn I kinda don't want LASIK, LASIK. Yeah. I kinda want LASIK don't, don't get LASIK I'm not though I'm not gonna get it because my eye doctor told me like my eyes is going through changes but when mm-hmm. I get like 40 my eyes started to go back to 2020 uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's don't, weird. don't get yeah. that LASIK shit. I ain't heard no yeah. good experiences with that. I, ain't gonna get I want it, it too. Hell Why should nah. I give me 50% off if I go get it? I could have got it for free <laughs> in the military and I did not do that shit. Well, Damn. That was when it was dead ass, new as hell. Nah, so you're going to lose an eye. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. Fuck that. Okay. All right. I got one more scale. Okay. When I was younger, my peoples, they love going to Peppies. Peppies sound fat right now, okay? Real Chicago shit, Peppies. So that was really my introduction to Mexican food, Peppies. Okay. (laughs) And if you know Peppies, you know they all that. You only go there for the tacos. Literally. That's it. Y'all go for the margaritas. Well, yeah, the grown people, but we I was kids, so just the tacos. Mm -hmm. And the menu, it had like everything was with refried beans. <laughs> and so I hated beans growing up, and I would never get them. But my mama, she would always have refried beans. And okay. so I thought that refried beans was going to be fried beans times two. <laughs> when okay. she got that plate, and it was just a slob of mashed potato beans, mm. I thought that was the biggest scam ever. Why is it called <laughs> refried, refried beans? beans. <laughs> Fuck you up with that one. Yeah. Shout out to my dukes. Some crunchy baked beans. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be some texture too. That Dang, shit sloppy as hell. I don't want to talk about food right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. We go. We gonna move on. We gonna move on now. Ashley. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, th- you slamming the phone? Yeah, yeah, man. It's time to get to business now. Okay, talk. To we him. got the casual shit out the way. Okay. We finna talk about some music, man. Okay. Did you touch on all the personal stuff you wanted to before we get to the music? Well, that all that stuff is gonna tie in. Okay. <clears throat> So, whenever I see you, because I pay way more attention to you now that <laughs> we match the face to everything. <laughs> whenever okay. I see you make posts on Facebook or anything, uh-huh. you, it seems like you have, like, s- something hanging on your shoulder. For so. You feel me? Damn, I thought I was doing better though this year. But okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you probably are. I just wasn't paying attention in That's the past. That's the Scorpio in me and the stars let me know that you are going through something. Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury okay. is Gatorade, so let me know. But underrated, mm-hmm. underdog, I'm, mm-hmm. would you say that is still the case for you? For sure. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about why do you feel like you are still underrated, underdog, credits not given. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the era that I was a part of 
um, me and my mama was in it together at the same time, and I took the back seat. Okay. So in Chicago specifically, I never had the time to shine and like be my own person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it was like no secret I could hang with everybody that blew up in 2012, but I was made or I was forced to be in the the background. Okay. And so now I'm like as I've healed and grew and just different things. Um, now I'm starting to get like respect in different things. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, for sure. Uh, it's power in being an underdog. So now I don't mind it because I feel like you never know when I'm coming and I can't be duplicated. So it don't bother me. It used to, but like now it's like, she, I'm going to show you better than I could tell you. And you got to watch things go wrong without oh, being yeah. invested in it. That's the best part. I watched mm-hmm. a lot. Like I love I've watching shit fail that I have no part in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lesson you learn from it. <laughs> mm. So you say 2012. Yeah. Now, if I had to try to go to my little brains, what was going on in 2012? Mm-hmm. Chicago, watching yep. people go further than you feel like you're supposed to be with them. Mm-hmm. Would you say that is around like Tink and Dreezy and... Mm-hmm. Those those acts okay. Sure. Only what does Zana when I pop out? That's Katie. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was she Katie was, was in that era too. Yeah. yeah. So Chief Keep all of them. Yep. Right? OTF Nikki. That's my dog. Shout you out know, Nikki. But shout so, out that's Nikki. family. Now yo, now her mama said that's not her name. <laughs> that's not her name. Her name is Nikki. Nikki. That's really <laughs> Nikki not her from name? the credit click. Damn. I yeah. Can't call She's her. she forever is uh. How could you say it? Um. She's for sure a founder Family? of OTF yeah. Nikki, but she's so much more than OTF. Like, she's her own person. So, like, we really can't call her that? No. Aw. I mean, because she her own, you know, like, she's her own brand. She's her own person. And she's not, even though she, I can't speak on her situation, but, like, mm-hmm. I know if it was me, I would want respect for what I've built for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Not for something that, you know, my past. Yeah. All right. Pour out yeah. a little Respect liquor for o- man. Pour out a for little sure. liquor for OTF Nikki, man. All right. You man, it's not. No, we ain't pouring no liquor. She ain't there. She alive. I mean, Shout no, out to Nikki part... from the credit click. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she doing her shit. Nikki, credit man. click going crazy right now. She so, on yeah. her boss shit. You got to put some respect on her. Thanks. Now, I know your mom played a hand with getting Tink closer to her deal with Timbaland. Yeah. How would how do you, if you had to go back to that time? How do you think Ashley was feeling in the moment of just watching your mom probably go hard for these other female acts? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna ask, like, where were you during all all of that, and what were Ooh, you doing? Yeah, cause you you could kind of put you not exactly in the same category as far as your music how it sounds today. You could try to put it in the same category as singing and rapping. Mm-hmm, for Tink, sure. Dreezy both singing and rapping. Yeah. Dirk on his singing and rapping shit. Like, mm-hmm. you were part of that wave as well of people in that category. And so how would you describe, if you had to tap back into that time, how were you feeling seeing these people be elevated in heights that you weren't getting brought to as well? Um, I was very angry. Mm-hmm. And I was frustrated because it was like, uh, <laughs> um, what can I say? The truth, everything. <laughs> How you really was feeling? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was mad as hell. I was upset because it was like if the tables turned, um, and it was mine, mm-hmm. 
I would have pushed for mine first before anybody. When you say mine, you mean if that was my daughter? Yeah, okay. for sure. But, um, you know, at the time, it was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't fault my mama. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the me at that age, I was very upset because at the same time, a lot of people would come and ask, like, well, why are you not getting the same love or the same push? So that was probably, like, for sure the most frustrating. Like, you just as good. Like, you got mm-hmm. it, blah, blah, blah. But at the time, at the time, I was made to feel like um, I wasn't good enough. Mm. So I was doubted. Uh, shit, a lot of shit was going on. I got treated indifferently. Um, okay. Yeah. But now it's like, shit, I'm glad that it happened. Okay. Why so? Because, uh, shit, a lot of stuff that happened to me, it happened for me. So... Mm. I'm not mad about anything because it made me who I am now. And mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed. And I honestly think, like, when I was that age, I've always been a visionary, mm-hmm. but people couldn't see my vision. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was always different. Yeah. Um, But I think because I was so different, people didn't know how to embrace it. Yeah. And not different in terms of, like, wild and no shit like that, but, mm-hmm. like, creatively, I didn't want to be mediocre. Yeah. And I wanted to, like, when it came down to shooting videos, I actually wanted to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like, oh, she's difficult to work with because she don't want to just stand on the block and shoot. And okay. it was so like, you don't want to stand yeah, in the yeah, house just and wanna, point guns at the camera. Yeah, that wasn't me. Oh, like, weed. Yeah. yeah. 16 so. niggas with no shirts. <laughs> <laughs> All in the video. But so, but so, but so. We actually had somebody on the pod who said that the Love Sosa video was shot at her daddy crib. Probably was. Yeah. I believe it. And it's like, it's no shade to, you know, the artist that was doing that, but that just wasn't me. Yeah. So for me, I always wanted to like create, but mm-hmm. I got knocked a lot for being a creative. So mm-hmm. that was probably like, at that time, that was the most frustrating part. But yeah. I'm thankful for it because at the same time, um, with the Tink and Timberland situation, I was around it so-so. Yeah. So I got to see a lot and then I got to meet Timberland. So okay. it was dope. Do you... Uh, are you tapped into what Timberland is doing right now on TikTok with having people come on his shit? Yeah, so I'm actually uh, I'm a part of his program, Beat Club. Okay. So what, be, what's the program? It's um like a hub for producers, writers. What else I'm missing? Um, producers, writers, engineers. No, nah, it might just be producers and writers, but it's like a um, it's a full fledged media company. I think. Okay. But, like, you can get placements. Uh, I was a part of it before it was developed. Okay. So they had reached out to me, which was super dope. And then, like, they just throw you different opportunities and different stuff. So it's cool. Okay. Um, what What do you feel like needs – now, you felt underrated in an underdog then in 2012. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you completely feel that way still to this day. I still feel like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. What do you think needs to happen for you to no longer feel like you're underrated, you're underdog, you misunderstood? Mm, I think I'm gonna be misunderstood <laughs> probably to the day I die. That's, that's uh, okay. But I feel like I'm gonna say fifty fifty on that because I feel like the right people see me. Mm-hmm. Um, so fifty fifty on the misunderstood. But like as I'm going through my journey, it's deeper than being misunderstood. It's just the people around you. Yeah. They don't always know you. And yeah. that was my case growing up. Like, just because you attached to me or this or that, you don't actually know me. Yeah. Um, 
And in terms of being an underdog, I feel like I just got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of like, this year was the first year that I actually went hard for myself. Okay. So I feel like at this point, it's like proving stuff to me. Because honestly, like everybody else, I can give a fuck about them. Like, yeah. you know, 2014 happened. Whatever's happened, it happened. But like now in this point, it's like, shit, I got to get my get back on me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What were you doing this year that you feel like you wasn't doing for why you are receiving more notoriety this time around? of you This year. The uh, run that you was doing this year, <laughs> compare that to the runs you was doing well, This time I'm putting me first okay. in all aspects of my life. Like, okay. for so long I've played the daughter, the friend, mm-hmm. the sister. Like, I was always in the background. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's my turn. So, choosing me, okay. just in general in life. Now, how does it... It seems to me on social media, your mom more uh, what? more uh, in tune with your music career now. How that feel? Or like how that's working out? It's interesting now. I'm not gonna lie. Some sometimes I struggle with it because um, it's like, damn, you know, I can't really like like do, like <laughs> like do you really let her in? Like is she really like? What's mean? She coming like, in right now. You right now. You doing a track that you already done. The mix and master. She come in like, oh, Ashley, I feel like right there on the hook, you should take out this line and say. Ooh, no, nah, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to listen. I, I <laughs> consider it, but, like, you can't tell a creative how to create. You can uh-huh. give me your opinion, but, like, uh, when I'm recording anyway, I don't like a lot of energy around me. Mm-hmm. So that would rarely happen. But mm-hmm. if we in the studio, because we do be in the studio sometime together and she says something, yeah, I'll consider it and I'll listen. If I feel like, okay, you know, we making it work and make sense, that ain't no issue. Okay. Um, but for my music personally, um, I keep my business separate from my mama. Mm-hmm. Like we are in a space of just mother-daughter because right now, like that's just, you know, it just has to be that way because mm-hmm. we still, you know, growing through our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just easier just to be mother daughter. I don't okay. try to mix the two at all. If you had to give somebody some advice, because mm-hmm. when you think about a lot of artists, mm-hmm. they all had a momager at some point in their life. They mama mm-hmm. thought they could step in and do their job, For sure. or they did it really well. Yeah. If you had to give some advice to somebody that has a family member helping them out with their career. Mm-hmm. How would you, like if you had to go back to all the, all the things that you feel like went wrong or went right, how could you try to avoid that big conflict of it now entering your personal relationship? What do you think you can do to try to avoid some of the stuff that can happen that will now enter your personal relationship instead of business? You saying what I would have done when I was younger? No, if you had to give somebody some advice just based okay. off your own experience, what um, are some things you would say that you should try to do or not do so that things won't enter the personal relationship? I would say my situation, me specifically, my situation is very different from a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, even the dynamic of me and my mama, like, it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. But I would say for anybody that's doing it, like, number one, if you're going to bring personal in to business, and you choose to do it that way, like, you got to be close with whoever 
you're bringing in. If that's your mama, like you and your mama got to be on the same page, or you you got to know the dynamics of the relationship. Okay. So like, if you don't know the dynamics of the relationship, or if y'all like so so, then your business gonna be so so. Mm-hmm. If y'all on the same page in terms of um, locking in and making things work together, then there's gonna be respectful disagreements and agreements. Uh, but me personally, I also feel like it's easier to not work with family. Mm. Um, I wouldn't suggest it, but I wouldn't say um, be against it either because sometimes, like, I have seen dynamics where family, they make it work. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like that depends on the foundation of the family. Facts. And that Facts. depends Facts. on the trust and the relationship. So I feel like if you got a real solid foundation, then hell yeah, it's going to work because you're yeah. able to separate the two like, yeah. hey, cousin, I love you, but... Let's just be cousins. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, cousin, I still want your opinion and your advice, but bitch, you getting on my nerves right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you have that dynamic with your cousin, personally, mm-hmm. you can do that business-wise. Or if it's just, you know, y'all don't really know each other and y'all trying to figure it out, and I'm just speaking in general. Yeah. Um, shit, don't do it. Trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I, I don't know what advice I would give to somebody on that besides like, no, that's good trust advice. how you feel. That's good advice. Why the hell you yeah. think you can work out a business relationship with your cousin if whenever y'all do have conflicts personally, it always end up y'all not having to speak for five weeks. Boy, like, niggas be facts, fighting over facts. 2K thinking yeah. they finna get on with music. Yeah. Yeah. Business right. yeah. That's, That's great yeah. advice. Some people, it's simple, it's common sense, but sometimes it's not common. You people still. don't think about it like that because yeah. they think, like, we'll say mother and daughter. Like, I know... Uh, of my experience, me and my mama didn't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. So how the hell are we going to do business? Mm-hmm. And it's like, ideally, um, it would have been dope if at the time in 2014 and shit, we could have done it together. But as I grow, like, hell no, nah, we couldn't do it together because just the, a lot of stuff that I was going through that people didn't know about. Yeah. Um, but even for like mother and daughters now or whoever, parents and kids and they managing their kids. If you know y'all ain't got no good ass personal relationship, yeah. you're not gonna have a great business relationship because it's like, how you gonna come in and try to do the business if you want me to talk to you about my money, but you can't talk to me about how I'm feeling? Yeah. It ain't gonna work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Okay. Now, one of the things I do want to make a habit to ask any artist I, we have on this couch mm-hmm. with us is, how did you find your voice? Now, I'm gonna I'm be real precise and direct about your performance voice because you know (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you probably started off real deep you was a glorilla and now you a young thug you know how did you find (laughs) ashley banks performance voice uh like in a studio yeah because yeah that's an art like and recording is an art form because because you know if you the mic right here you know if you want to get that certain shallow effect you know to come away from like it's yeah, so close up, like it's it's techniques to recording. So, but you know, it's crazy because I'm like I'm really just now learning that Ashley Banks has a distinctive voice and yeah. sound because yeah. I like a lot of people tell me, and I'll be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they be like, yeah, like how you be doing, woo, 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 and I'll be like, shit, I just do it. But I will say, like, I be in a studio a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta practice your craft, mm-hmm. so you can't find. The more you do it, the more you'll find your voice, mm-hmm. but. I think since a child, I've always had my own voice. I just learned how to nurture it and believe in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Would you say your voice always pretty much sound the same? Or did you find out, like, damn, I low-key got a rasp. So, 
when I was 13. So now I'm finna tap into that rasp whenever I do some little notes or something. Ooh, um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like for the most part, my voice has been the same up until like a year ago. I had COVID. Mm. Um, shout out to the goofy motherfucker that gave me COVID. <laughs> Stupid bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> um, after COVID, I didn't have my voice back, mm-hmm. and I still kind of really don't have it. So yeah. now I'm learning to work with, I guess, the new voice, and it's yeah. a lot. I guess you could say raspier or deeper yeah. i don't know but it's not as smooth as it used to be so yeah mm. similar story not similar story yeah goofy motherfucker yeah. <laughs> did you feel like when you was having difficulties tapping back into that voice you once had mm. did you feel like damn my career over with or did you like Ooh. you was like ready to pivot like okay i know what i'm gonna do with this voice though i'm gonna hood or did you have some difficulties no because like i kept losing my voice so i would wake up and like i literally would not have a voice like mm-hmm. couldn't talk yeah i get hoarse like super quick and i'm like fuck wrong with me like yeah. the hell like what i'm gonna do if i don't have my voice and my grandma had to tell me like look you make your money off your voice. You got to get it together. You yeah. can't be screaming. You can't <laughs> yeah. be cussing people loud. <laughs> See, like, you got to learn how to protect and nurture your voice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really learn that, honestly, until this year when I was like, oh, shit, I'm doing too many shows. And I damn they get off the stage be like, like, mm-hmm. none of that. So um, nurturing it and I guess just, like, learning to work with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right. I, I like your voice. Yeah. Thank you. I, I like appreciate it. <laughs> um, if you had to give someone a starting point to get to know Ashley Banks' music and your sound, mm-hmm. what song would you recommend them start with? Or what project? Ooh. Um, Misery Loves Company. Okay. And I say that because that's like... That's the most open I've ever been musically. Okay. Um. So I feel like if you want to know me, listen to that project. Okay. And you'll know a layer of me. I feel like you get a good mix of like the outside me, mm-hmm. the me that's got the chip on my shoulder. So if you see me on Facebook, like, which I don't really think I be posting too crazy. <laughs> not too much. But <laughs> not too much. But my captions, they be slick as hell. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was recording that like? Payback? No, nah, Misery Loves Company. Uh, you know, it was. What was you doing at at the time? I was hurting, mm. very, very bad. Um, is it a music hurt or just personal life hurt? Nah, I was going through it. Like, okay. I'm actually shocked that Misery Loves Company came out. But um, oh, I was hurting. I was going through a lot. Like, yeah, I was going through <laughs> some shit. Like, okay. you name it, losing friends, mm-hmm. people being on drugs. Yeah. Uh, losing relationships like crying really getting deep into my healing like ooh, i was going through it i yeah. was going through hell i actually wanted to ask some of those questions like <laughs> <laughs> some people like to cap when uh-huh. they get questions asked about where did this song come from or ooh, the Jesus. message in this song where did it come from and they were like i'll just pop my shit you know okay how if you if you had to get yourself a percentage a real percentage how much of your music come from real life experiences or uh-huh. you popping your shit all of my music because even if i'm popping my shit mm-hmm. i'm i'm popping my shit yeah, it comes so, from a source somewhere. yeah okay and like um i don't know you can ask me any question about any song and i'll tell you like okay 
each song has different layers of different elements of like what I'm doing or where I'm at. So, but all my music real. None of my music is like, oh, I just made this because it sounded good. Like, mm-hmm. even if you go back to my old music, I could tell you like, okay, this song came from this or this happened. Everything is attached to a story. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with your single first, Payback. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't playing. Okay. <laughs> you... Is this one of those songs where you got a chip on your shoulder or this sure. is one of those songs where somebody did some fucked up shit to you and you now coming out for blood? Both. Okay. And I'll say the chip on my shoulder is me getting payback on myself mm-hmm. and then me really getting payback on myself for a lot of the shit that I let slide and for mm-hmm. me like not finding my voice sooner okay. and realizing like I never had to play the background. Mm-hmm. No matter who told me to do it, I never had to do it. Yeah. Um and shit by right I shouldn't have done it but you know whatever on it uh and getting it back in blood like if you listen to the the lyrics in the song yeah I mean every word I said yeah. so don't ever think I'm letting shit slide yeah. like that's one <laughs> thing about me it, like I, the chip on my shoulder is very real because mm-hmm. I'm so understanding fair and nice but like shit. I don't forget. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. I'm a dog with the payback. So yeah. shit, you thinking you straight? I can get your ass two years from now. And be yeah. like, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a weird thing that I do when I listen to music. I close my eyes and try to like imagine how they was in the studio doing it. <laughs> I did it to payback. So and payback? I, I just feel like you was at the mic. Payback. Payback. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm weird, but <laughs> when you say you meant that oh, shit, I know. I know that clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you meant that shit. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny because she. I was driving, uh-huh. and he sent the beat, and I just and I ne- I rarely listen to beats uh-huh. unless I'm in the studio, unless like I don't know. It'd be weird. It depend on how I'm feeling or what I'm going through, I play the beat. But this mm-hmm. day, I played the beat in the car and I was like, damn, I don't know if somebody pissed me off or what the case was, but mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I won't pay back. Like, yeah. I probably got into it with somebody and I was yeah. like, bitch, you got me <laughs> fucked up. Ain't that a good um, feeling though? When you well, go through some real it. shit and it's just, you it. just instantly get a song from it. Hell yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But I was at the mic like that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Facts. See, I don't be too wrong, man. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. be too wrong, bro. All right, so... <laughs> You was on your sing, your singing ass. You was doing your singing. Yeah. This, this, this project too. Uh huh. Okay, and you got a lot of Chicago ass titles. If I you do? know, you know. Oh yeah. Be for be fucking for real. Basically, you said be for real, for real. <laughs> you know what did you, what did your inspiration of the titles come from? Do you literally grab it from what you're saying in the song? Yeah. Or okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I like going through the titles. Real? songs yes okay. i think you should take every detail serious when you put something out there everything should connect for sure i ain't gonna lie to you i don't even think about the titles i just think about like of course when i'm recording a song mm-hmm. i figure out what in the song should be the title mm-hmm. but like afterwards like looking at it on like a playlist yeah it don't even dawn on me like oh shit this shit called be fucking for real yeah. if you know you know like mm-hmm. yeah Okay. I like when the song's not named after uh, the, what's in the, the hook. hook. The hook. Yeah. yeah, facts. I do too. I like, I like to be shocked sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you name it, nineteen forty-two, and it ain't got nothing about liquor. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so how to do how do this connect though? Let me. You feel me? I like to think sometimes. Well, not too much. I feel that. I feel that. Now, what what are you starting to write now uh, for something else, or are you just writing shit like you just in the studio? 
Um, preparing for another project, a single. You just writing. You just. I am working on another project. Okay. I want to drop more projects next year. Okay. Um, but I'm also like, I just be recording. I just like, I think, I'm learning. Um. Uh, I don't know if it's like therapy for me, mm-hmm. but I feel weird if I'm not in the studio. And don't get me wrong, like sometimes I do have to take a break because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm tired of hearing the same shit now. Like, yeah. what are we gonna do? How are we gonna switch it up? But, yeah. um, right now, it's a bunch of loose singles getting ready to come out, and okay. then I am about to start working on a project, but I haven't started it yet. But I got the title for it. Okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, I see that you're more active on social media with um, posting content be, uh, behind the music. Yeah. Get, you know, a lot of people do like the get ready with me's and the uh-huh. behind the scenes in the studios. I see that you actually are serious about that. You got yeah. your own personal cameraman, camera woman. <laughs> shout out to Bree. Yeah, shout out Bree. You got your own camera woman. Yeah. Uh, was this an idea of yourself to be like, hey, this is where... You know the world seems like it's taking, or mm-hmm. someone came to like, "Hey, I think you should show more of yourself on social media and the making of your music." Where did that come from? That marketing. Um. So to be honest, since the beginning of me doing this, I've always wanted to like show it mm-hmm. because I grew up watching like Lil Wayne in the studio with him dropping his Wheezy Wednesdays, or mm-hmm. like always watching the behind the scenes of an artist. Like even when Aaliyah used to do her Rock the Boats behind the scenes, like mm-hmm. that shit was always dope to me. And so, of course, like growing up, you can never find nobody to want to come and watch you with a camera. And yeah. then I went through such like a a crazy phase in my life of like me just going through shit. Mm-hmm. And so I shied away from the camera. Like I shied away from a lot. And my cousin, she takes me. She was like, let me start filming this shit for you like Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at first, I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know. People say that and they don't really want to like work. But I'm like, you got to be with me 24-7. But she really like, she really wanted to do it. So um, the filming and the content we be getting is really her. She came to me and she she was like, let's do it. And we did it. And I'm thankful for it though because now I feel like I'm showing people who I really am Mm -hmm. and who I've always wanted to be. So it's dope. Yeah, it's much needed. I think every artist, creative needs to Mm -hmm. have they need to tap into that part of social media. For sure, because I feel like that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. They don't be wanting to have a camera on them all the time because they know a lot of this shit cap. Yeah. And that is true. Like <laughs> That's why. That's the thing with like a lot of artists, they can't show you shit because they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like shit, I do everything mm-hmm. and you see it. Like me and my cousin, we was just talking about this year and I was like, damn, we did a lot of shit. Like, yeah. But had she not been with me for me to see it on camera, yeah. I probably wouldn't even thought about it. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to take a break, stop mm-hmm. from your everyday, and just reflect. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, this is I, a very reassuring uh, conversation we're having. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, for sure. We like the reassurance. And yeah. I do feel like content wise, like you got to be comfortable being on camera. Mm-hmm. And like, ooh, my cousin got some crazy shit. Like, I'm slick crazy. I, be, I don't be <laughs> thinking about shit when I say it because I really don't care. But I feel like, People see that and they be like, damn, she cool as fuck. Or mm-hmm. like, she funny as shit. And I be like, what are you talking about? They be like, I seen Boy. that clip your cousin posted. And I be like, oh, yeah. 
I did it, you yeah. know. And they <laughs> so. be thinking you more social than what you actually are. Yeah. Now, nah, that is like, true. Man, no, yeah. That is true. Yeah. Sometimes when people do get to see the real you outside mm-hmm. of just whatever their interpretation of your music is, yeah, they don't like the real you. Have you ever felt like you weren't being received well as you would like to by consumers of your music now that they get to see the real you? Nope. I feel like if anything, they like me more. Okay. Cause I'm like more open and um I'm really me. So mm-hmm. it's no filter. Mm-hmm. It's no like I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. And the thing is, like, I'm either for you or I'm not. Yeah. I'm cool with that. So yeah. I don't have no problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we didn't did two <laughs> top nothing. threes this whole episode. I got one last one for you. Oh, okay. They got nothing to do with you, so Scram. Sit, back, okay. sit back and relax. <laughs> okay. What is Ashley Banks' top threes favorite songs of herself? Her own music. Ooh. That's out. That's out? That's yep. out. Get So Lucky for sure. Okay. Um, ooh, that's out. Um, that's crazy. Mm. Forsaken. Forsaken? Yeah, Forsaken was very different for me. Um... Not different, but like I'm shocked I dropped it. Okay. Um and I called you. Okay. I'm gonna say I called you because I called you was a very valuable lesson. Okay. All right. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and check out those top threes. Yeah, I called you sounds a little crazy though, if you ask me in uh this day and age. That dropped a minute ago. Okay. Still, go check out <laughs> go check out those top three. But so stream all that shit. Ashley yes. Banks, everything. Ashley Banks, everything. I'm gonna have her links in the descriptions of YouTube. So if you're on the streaming platforms, make sure you go on it over to YouTube to get her links. Yes, yes. Um, and get her links. Get the links. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we uh we like to drop gems on the podcast before we close out. Okay. You got a gem for us? Before the gym, I got a question. Before the gym, hold on, we closing. Y'all finna say we closing. Y'all, y'all want to keep going? I mean, we no, can. I, 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 I got a brunch date I got to get to, so I'm not mad to where it then. Okay, you know, yeah. I was just making sure we talked to over. You know? Right, he got to leave us for the mimosas. Bro, That's I am crazy. starving right now. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm just going through our notes to see if we missed anything good. Is there anything that's on y'all list that y'all want to ask that y'all didn't ask? No, you we follow hit me every- on Facebook, so I feel like... Yeah, no, nah, we hit everything, but I could keep going. You know, I don't need my notes. <laughs> no, we definitely I could. I, I was just going through to make sure. Okay, okay. let me no, let we, me do this real quick. Let me check. Let me. Okay, we, I guess we can go a little bit more personal since we we touched a lot of music. <laughs> we touched a lot of music. I was going to say, we, you know, we hit all our notes, so yeah, go ahead. Season four... Season four of uh, the Club Culture Podcast is about listening to understand. And so <laughs> we always try to harp on that theme in every mm-hmm. episode. Okay. You claim to be very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. What, if you had to tap into like an example or an experience that you know that you went through in your life where you felt extremely misunderstood, the conversation was not going how you wanted to go. If you had to tap back to that uh, to that situation, could you give us an example of when you felt extremely misunderstood in the situation? Mm, I could say a recent situation um, is me choosing to part ways with somebody that was extremely close to me. Um, and the entire situation got blown up out of proportion. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it got blown out of proportion because like I'm learning people can only meet you where they are. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've always been more mature. Okay. Understanding, um, like I've been grown for a very, very long time. Like mm-hmm. damn near really since 12 years old. So I look at things and I think differently. Okay. And because I'm such a fair and understanding person, like I look at shit from all aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a certain situation of like new people coming in and all of a sudden, like the people who claim to be my family and claim to be all of this, they didn't know me mm-hmm. for this new person. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and couldn't nobody understand, like, why I had such a hard time being accepted, not realizing what was getting done to me. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, the shit that was said to me, like a lot of the shit that I was going through, yeah. they just chose not to understand it because they were selfish. Okay. Um, but when I think about it now, like shit, they weren't meant to. So I can't really say, I can say I'm misunderstood, but I'm learning like shit, the right people see you. Yeah. And oftentimes, like we all go through shit with people where yeah. it's like, they don't understand where we coming from or mm-hmm. what's what, but it's like, shit, they not trying to either. So yeah. that's really like the basis of situations. I feel like when people don't try to understand, they don't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think, I think anything can be solved with a conversation. Yeah, you just yeah. got to come into it wanting to understand the person. Like your mission is to come out of this to understand instead of you're coming to this to rebuttal, to go against everything said, to be very emotional. like <laughs> And see, I went through a lot of that, like, majority of my life of, like, I say something, and it'd be, no, you're wrong, you're yeah. tweaking, or you're this and you're that, and it'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'll tell you what's wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shit, you just got to yeah. hear me. But like, Why would I come tell you something if you already know? Exactly. You don't even got to have a conversation exactly. if you know. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to respond in a way that you closing me off before I even say anything. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been through a lot of that, so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Shit. Um, <clears throat> with you now navigating life completely on your own, trying to uh, find your own path, mm-hmm. um, what are some things that you feel like when it's now your turn to bring life into this world, if you bring <laughs> life into this world, uh-huh. that if your kid came to you and said, hey, I want to be an entertainer, uh-huh. what are some things that you would want to tell them so that they know what they should be signing up for before they really want to commit to that? You know what? I'm not going to um, – I don't think I would tell them anything because I don't want to shun their dreams. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would support it and go through it with them and then, like, you know, try to help and maneuver to avoid certain stuff. Mm-hmm. But by the time I bring kids into this world, first off, whoever get a child out of me got to be the fucking goat. <laughs> so <laughs> when we get to that stage in yeah. life, uh, I want to have a lot of, I want to make it easy for them so mm-hmm. they don't have to go through a lot of the hardships that I went through. So um, honestly, I, I'm going to support them. Okay. Would you be a momager? Or would, would you try to be a momager? Or would you let them do 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 their own thing and be more of a parental guy? If they do music, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So I look at it like this, right? I say I'm the female Jay Z. A lot of people don't know that, but when I get to where I'm going, by the end of it, that's where that's my goal. Okay. So when I'm doing everything that I say I'm gonna do, and I'm 
having my way, nobody can come in. Like if I already did the work and laid the foundation, I got the number one record label and all of this, mm-hmm. you can't come and do for me more than I'm gonna do for my child. Right. But mm-hmm. I will understand too, like, you know, I can't be everywhere with my child. And I don't wanna be, because I want you to grow up and like experience going to the club without your mama there or mm-hmm. doing certain things without you feeling like, damn, my mama right here. Now, granted, I ain't gonna lie, I'm be a lit ass mama, we gonna have fun, but I also wanna support that independence as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it would just depend on like, I guess the times, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I feel it. Yes, I, I can't really say, but. You ain't going to want to be in a club when you're 45. Exactly. I want to be my man, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, how can can you be a parent to a child that is pursuing the same thing you pursue, but is terrible? They want to be a rapper, but they're a trash. Can Hell no, nah, my baby going to have to get it together. <laughs> now, I ain't going to lie to you. No, my baby going to be that. Okay. I ain't going. And if okay. my baby is not that, we going to get that shit together. Okay. So. <laughs> Will you, do you think it's going to be hard for you to swallow that pill if they're just not musically inclined? No. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to keep it a bug. Like, if they can't do it, shit, they just can't do it. But that don't mean that they not great at something else. Like, mm-hmm. even if... My child don't want to do music and want to go to school to be fucking a doctor or yeah. play basketball. Like, I'm going to support whatever they want to do. Okay. Because, granted, entertainment is not, it's a process. <laughs> like, some days I'll be like, bitch, you crazy for trying to do the shit that you're doing. Like, yeah. it's not all it's cracked up to be, but I know when I get to where I'm going, like, it'll all be worth it. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like for my child, when that time come, um... I don't think we're going to really have any problems because I do feel like my kids are going to be my best friends. Okay. And I feel like they're going to know, like, they got a bomb-ass mama and a daddy, so. Okay. Yeah. She said mama and a daddy. For sure. Okay. I don't want kids if they don't have a father. And first off, I don't want, like, of course, nobody wants to be a single mama, but, like, I know what it's like to not have um, a home, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I know what it's like to have a home. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, like, shit, I want my kids to experience both their mom and their father in the home. So, okay. yeah. I don't want kids so I'm married. Same. You know. Same on that. Okay. But I feel like even if the kid come before the marriage, but I marry their father. Right. That's how I want it's it to cool. be. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But Still like I said, whoever get go. a child out of me is the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood. Me and this nigga locked in for life. <laughs> Fuck you think you going. <laughs> I never understood the things people do in the past when they get pregnant before they're married and they rush to get married because it's against morals yeah, and ethics. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that old school church yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, nah, we gonna, if we can do it right, we gonna do it right, but don't get me wrong, sometimes people slip, shit happens. Yeah, yeah, but I feel yeah. like me picking a great father or whoever I allow to be the father, mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting myself into. And that's not to say like, of course, uh, you with somebody and they can switch on you at any given moment because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've been through that. Yeah. But um, I feel like my discernment is very strong as, now that I'm older. So anybody okay. that I'm with, it's intentional. Okay. I'm not just doing shit to do it. Yo, OG, she did have a great message um, mm-hmm. about like absence. So teaching people basically not to have sex, get to know the person first. <laughs> All the protective stuff that we don't actually say to kids or people before they're just going to go have sex. Hey, I know you're going to want to fuck. But here's a condom. <laughs> Instead of that, say, hey, don't fuck yet. You feel yeah. me? <laughs> These are the steps you probably should take before you even get to just wanting to have sex with somebody. 
Right. Did you ever receive that message in any way from her, or was that something? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah, how no. was the talks like? Yeah. We never had that talk. Never, never ever, ever. Yeah. Ever in life. <laughs> East damn parents. My name is Tamaya. <laughs> it's the Parents Ray on this podcast. I'll always find a way to... Res- <laughs> translate it back to the parents <laughs> no because the parents like it's so crazy because like parents are interesting to me now mm-hmm. really very very interesting to me now like mm-hmm. me and my mama we didn't talk about a lot that mm-hmm. i felt like we should have mm-hmm. at the time when i needed it mm-hmm. um so it's like <laughs> shit. we had that conversation but yeah. that me and my grandma like i'll never forget when i first got my period my grandma was like congratulations you can have kids now <laughs> and i was like the fuck type of shit is that yeah. so i couldn't have them before yeah i'm over here bleeding you like oh you can have a baby come out now that's exactly what she said and i was so distraught i'll never forget that i thought bad well got me pregnant too i'm like what the bad fuck well? yes i went to a bad well concert <laughs> oh, and look listen i used to love bad well you hear me uh-huh. like the biggest bad well fan like that was my man yeah went to his concert i think i was like i was young uh-huh. not too young but around the age that puberty hit and mm-hmm. the next day after the concert i'm like what the fuck is this i was on my period and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm in my man. head like, oh, shit, my life over. That shit is so dumb. <laughs> that shit is crazy <laughs> as fuck. But I'm like, and then my grandma come in the room. She's like, you can have kids now. And I was like. So that probably made you really think you got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I thought bad way I did his big one. That oh, shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that hilarious. <laughs> Listen, you heard it here first. <laughs> How's your relationship with your brother? uh it's crazy that's like my son okay we have our moments here and there but that's like that's my broke little best friend (laughs) (laughs) look up to the things that you're doing with your artistry because i know he also is into music you ever be seeing like similarities some shit he probably gets from you for sure Uh that's like when I think he don't be paying attention, yeah. I look at him be like nigga you want to be just like me Uh and then he'll be like yeah and i'll be like Right. Okay, at least okay. he say like he yeah, do. Like, he say it. He yeah. give me my flowers. Like I love okay. my little brother. He's very sweet. Okay, like, he's uh don't get Aww. me wrong. He annoying as the fuck, <laughs> but <laughs> that's my dog for sure. He definitely give me my flowers. Like he he kept me going and shit. He'd call me randomly at like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "You doing your shit? I'm so excited." And I'd be like, <laughs> "What I'm doing?" He like, "Sus, keep going. Like I'm uh, up right now." So. Yeah. Yeah, he keep me going. That shit matters, man. We just nah, had the last episode. We just talking about support the people, give the people praise that you really see out here grinding every day. Because not a lot of people can wake up and say, "I did something purposeful today." For sure, and that's crazy. Boy, yeah. shit! Even the last week, <laughs> shit, last two weeks, they can't even say that shit. Yeah, yeah. They whole life is they never did something purposeful, <laughs> but have kids. Maybe mm. graduate high school. Maybe graduate. You know, so go to prom. It's crazy because I'm like. I'm transitioning out of being around a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it'd be like, damn, like, what can you say you've done besides the normal shit? Yeah. That's everyday life. Like, yeah. what's special about what you're doing? It's not to knock nobody down, but then it's like, damn, you ever been on stage? You just want to open, you just want them to open up their mind to more literally shit. It's like, bro, mind. you can do more than go to work and take care of your kids. And uh, it's literally like, 
don't settle. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. to speak back on being misunderstood, like I've always been misunderstood because I don't settle. Mm-hmm. And I really just started embracing, like since a kid, I've always known what I wanted. I've always known who I am. I may have not shown it, yeah, but I've always known it. Yeah. And so like being around simple-minded people, like the older I get, I'll be like, bitch, you think this something? You think this crib big? Like go to LA <laughs> and you'll see some shit that you ain't never seen and be like, this shit exists? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Pop your shit, because you was from the same motherfuckers ain't never been on stage. What's the largest crowd you ever y'all, y'all, s- y'all still getting paid in net 30s? <laughs> hey, shout out to the net 30s. niggas. Hello, shout out to the net 30s and net 60s. You net 60-ass niggas. What's the largest stage you ever rocked? Um. Ooh. I would say this year, probably House of Blues. Mm, okay. Um, my favorite a, place to yeah. watch a concert. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was my first time performing it this year. How you like it? Um, It was hectic at first. I bet. I was, ooh, I was stressed the fuck out. But uh, I'm glad I can say I did it. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... um. When I was doing it, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, yeah, I'm ready to do it. Yeah. So, but I think I'd hosted, performing wise, House of Blues, my biggest for sure. But hosting, I hosted a show in 2016 with Cameron, and uh, that was the biggest, like, hosting. Okay. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't been on stage and seen some yeah, things. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> that gotta be thrilling. Do you, do you like it better to uh, write the songs and record them, or mm-hmm. you like it better? when you perform the songs that you just recorded, the process of it? Um, I think performing is different. Because mm-hmm. performing is like, it's a thrill. Mm-hmm. Whereas like recording, it's, uh, it's tedious sometimes. Like mm-hmm. trying to get the right takes, trying to do this, trying to do that. Like when you on stage... You don't get to be like, okay, wait, go back, delete yeah. this. Like, you in a moment and you feeding off the energy around you. But I will say, like, it's super dope to be like, yeah, I recorded this song in a house. Yeah. Like, bonnet on, yeah. lash off, yeah. and then almost <laughs> stays. Like, I just made this out mm-hmm. of nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I, I would say that um, I hate performing. You hate performing? I, hate, I did never wanted to be an artist. I still don't want to be an artist. I <laughs> okay. always just wanted... To just create the music uh-huh. and just throw it on streaming platforms and y'all consume the music. I hate performing <laughs> with a passion. Okay. And so that's why I like to ask that question because I wonder if other people, because mm-hmm. even with the stop and takes and goes and the recording, you also have the anxiety before you go on stage. Sometimes mm. if you a misunderstood artist like a touchdown Tizo, you look real weird to a lot of people they first time seeing you perform. Say you open an act yeah. for a big artist that they came to see. They why don't know your music. Weird? Huh? Why does he look weird? He do, he's name? he's the new guy with the nails in his hair and oh yeah yeah I did see him I was trying oh, to see touchdown Tizo yeah. yeah so long story short yeah keep going you have you ever been an opening act for a bigger artist that people paid to come see you an open artist you come out there and there and you, you the reception is just them still mm-hmm. like you can see them trying to like figure you out first before they say if I like this or I don't like this yeah, yeah. I feel like. That's the case for a lot of shows that you opening because they don't know you. Yeah. They know who they paid to come see. Yeah. But I feel like it's dope because like the Jacquees thing, I yeah. know they didn't know me. Yeah. But shit, when I left, somebody knew me. Yeah. 
And even then, like, going back and looking at footage of seeing, like, people engaged and paying attention or, like, shit, they might not start off turnt, but mm-hmm. throughout the song, they'd be like, oh, okay, she dope, she hard. So mm-hmm. I love seeing that. Yeah. And I'm learning, like, um, even I just went to a college and I performed. And mm-hmm. a few kids knew me, mm-hmm. but majority didn't. Mm-hmm. And by the time I left, everybody that was there, they followed me on social media. They knew me. Mm-hmm. I got called uh, actually a couple of days ago like, Damn, I'm at my college campus and they playing outside. And I'm mm. like, who playing outside? <laughs> yeah. They like the kids in the door. Yeah. So I'm like, that's dope. But I think that's a real, like, I got to give myself credit on being able to go into the room mm-hmm. and people don't know me. But when I leave, like, they do. And I feel like that's an art. A lot of people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Facts. It's technique to that, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, this nigga look crazy. <laughs> crazy. He got that shit on. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he got some shit on. I don't know if it's that shit. Yeah, but so he got imagine that man on. walk on stage the first time you ever see him and you just like. See, I feel like you got to know your audience. You got to know what you're walking into, too. Yeah. Like, see, nah, see if he went around like this, this would be cool. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's still like, going to look crazy. You know? That's, he, was really, he was just in Chicago last night. It's a surprise show. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. But, yeah, okay. this looks normal. The, yeah. the rest of this shit, nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, now, uh-huh. <laughs> we like to drop gems on the pod. Okay. Do you have a gem that you would like to drop? For sure. Choose yourself. Choose yourself. No matter if, no matter who chooses you, make sure you choose you. When you start choosing you, the world is yours. Um, believe in yourself. Turn your pain into profit. Um, shit, really keep going. Like my, the space that I'm in now is letting people know, like, shit, you that bitch mm-hmm. or you that guy. Like, no matter what you're going through, or no matter what the people around you tell you, like, if you know you special. You special. Nobody knows you better than you. Not your mama, your daddy, your cousins, your friends, your dog. Like, you know you. Mm-hmm. So be the best you for you and choose you and don't feel bad for it. And if you do feel bad for it, you better chuck that shit up and keep choosing you. Okay. So, yeah. That's a, that's a good part that you had at the end, for sure. <laughs> don't don't feel bad. Choose I'm grave. Fuck them grave. people. <laughs> now, that is the episode. But I got a surprise that we going to do for the first time on the pod. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you're on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in. Come back a little little day or so after this episode drop for the surprise. Damn. All right. I thought we was going to get the surprise. We ain't getting it. No, you, you, you are the surprise. Oh, I'm the surprise. Like, you are the surprise. Oh, snap. I'm like, what? <laughs> you are the surprise. But yeah, thank you. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in and make sure you leave us a rating. Peace. Just watch the damn podcast.